0: hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of for fantasy purposes only where i the oracle do my best to help you get big tds no bush (laughs) i'm just rolling in with the puns today (laughs) shout out to mallory for that one had to steal it how's everybody doing out there this evening man i'm sorry for that just now just freaking hit some hangers of course you know i'm in my closet i'm locked in the closet like r kelly sitting here doing my best to get out the information on how to get you ladies and gentlemen fantasy football wins and man Y'all all know, hopefully you guys listened to the last episode which gives us off our uh, position outlooks overall. Uh, we did quarterback. I gave you the quarterback theory last week. This week, if you haven't already read the title, we are talking about TDs. You get TDs, Ds, nuts, emoji. That's the G-rated version. But uh, Talking TEs this week. Um uh went to the fantasy football expo out in Fort Worth, Texas. Man, let me tell you about that experience. Woo. Wow, we, wow, we, wow, I mean, honestly like the the convention itself wasn't worth the money, but I mean, I guess it is a great platform for a lot of other things. Uh, a lot of people who are aspiring to do certain things, and, you know, getting close with the players, uh, you know, in some cases, sometimes it was like total BS. I mean, Michael Vick is awesome on the field, nothing against this game. And I'm not even, you know, nothing against him as a person or anything, you know, but man, that, that was just... Uh, I'm not going to say nothing because this is for fantasy purposes only, and we only talk about fantasy football here. But I uh, just want to give a shout out to everybody who's been hitting up the podcast, all the listeners we've been getting. It is quite amazing. We are uh, yeah, I'm trying to say we are getting so much better. We are getting so much bigger every week. I appreciate the support, everyone. Uh, you know, of course the Oracle is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker Podcast, Overcast, <laughs> Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Uh uh. uh. <laughs> oh, oh. So is there an excuse for me not to listen to the Oracle? Oh, I don't think so because we on every platform, baby. <laughs> we on every platform. You know we're gonna be on YouTube soon with the you know with the fantasy sample size, you know what I'm saying that's coming out soon. Oh, we're just doing the party we doing the uh, 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 uh. big bad better big better, and we can't do it without your support, so thank you for the support you've already been giving me uh it's just amazing like i I decided like this weekend like I want like real people that really. Fuck with me. Let me just say it like that. Like, really, really just, really just listen and they're supportive and, you know, they know what's going on and, you know, they communicate with me, hit me up on my Twitter. Shout out to people who's been hitting on my Fiverr as well. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna definitely do the best I can to get you those fantasy wins out there. But enough of that sentimental stuff, because at some point I guess we have to get to the tight ends, because you obviously you played this to get some info on you know the tight end. So we have to address them at some point. Last week, uh, we went with the quarterbacks, gave you the quarterback theory, uh. Pretty, pretty, pretty insightful. I feel like hopefully uh, it uh, changes a couple of you guys' mindset on, you know, how the way you look at the draft. And you look about really not really just the draft, but going into the season. Like, um, you know, you want to have the best quarterback. You want to have the best tight end if you want to reach. But sometimes I'm telling you, waiver wide, drafting is only 25% of the game. The regular season. Well, okay, let me take it back. Let me take it back. Drafting is twenty percent of the game of fantasy. The regular season itself is probably I give it about a forty. Yeah, because the playoffs, no, the playoffs are pretty big too. So I give that, uh, I give the regular season like a 30, 35. Okay. We'll give it like a range. So the regular season is like the draft is about 20% of the season. The regular season itself, like, you know, wins, losses, and, you know, wherever you place that accounts for about 30 to about 35%. But I say about a good 20, 25% is one in the waiver. Because that last 20 has got to go to the playoffs because the playoffs are pretty intense. But if you win three in a row, if you made it to the playoffs, at some point you went on a three-game win streak, just repeat what you did, (laughs) go on that three-game win streak and go on a three-game win streak and win a title. I'm not going to say that's all it is to it, but, you know, that's just the trajectory of it. You know, realistically, once you get into the playoffs, it offsets all bets are off, all, you know, whatever you've done to get here, it doesn't matter because the number one team can lose to the number 18. You better believe it, buddy. You better believe that if you come in, if you uh, went on, if you, I, I've never seen anybody go undefeated before, but if you go undefeated through the regular season, that does not matter once you hit the playoffs. That's how much respect you have to have for the playoffs right there. Because if you lose, you're out. It's done. You no more money no more title no more nothing you're done that first if you lose now if you manage to win the first one lose the second one but still come back and you know come in third that's awesome as well or if you you know if you win two in a row you are in the championship game you are in the championship game after two wins you just need one win at that point it really is a, it's a toss-up but you know it's still 50 50 at that point. But if you are in first place, you better respect that eighth place winner because he will knock you out. It can happen. You can lose somebody. Your people don't hit that week. And it just takes 0.01 to beat you out and go into the next round. So, in that regard, <laughs> playoffs are pretty intense, but I only give it about 25%. But I feel like waiver wire is the main, the biggest overall pick. But uh, we are going over the tight ends this uh, week. Man, thanks for everybody giving me good feedback as well. You know, I got a, like I said, I learned a lot over the weekend. So maybe you guys might see a little change of direction here pretty soon. And maybe we can have like, you know, if I work everything out, maybe we could do like some giveaways or something. You know, but we got to build up to that. We just, you know, I'm just throwing that in your head so I can, you know, entice you to keep listening for, for those opportunities. But, of course, you have here, number one, no surprise, it's the guy Gronk. Like, um, high volume. Um, fun fact about Gronk, um out of all the people who are in the Hall of Fame, tied in Hall of Famers, he has more touchdowns than all of them. So, he's uh all-time great there, just saying that. And his man Tom Brady, I mean, you have to you have to consider the fact that Tom Brady will be diminishing. Now, see my thing about Gronk is if halfway down the season, Tom Brady's showing more that he's um, not for the Bill Belichick plan. And, you know, it it seems that it's rubbing off on uh, Rob Gronkowski. You know what I mean? And I feel like push come to shove, Julian Edelman is going to side more with Tom Brady more than Belichick. I just, I mean, I'm sure it was trade rumors um, a few weeks ago, a few days ago. But, I mean, I, I'm kind of worried about him getting traded in the middle of the season at this point and going to like a Miami or a, or something where the quarterback isn't as great as Tom Brady. And I don't know. I really honestly see them breaking up the Patriots pretty soon here. And it's, probably, it's not going to start with uh, Tom Brady retiring. That's going to come in a couple of years. But, you know, it's going to be a move. Like, they got uh, Danny Madola in Miami. I mean, he he was a pretty big Tom Believer, too. I don't know, man. That situation just doesn't look good, really. And, I mean, it always is a health factor with Rom Gorkowski, man. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, his ceiling is, I mean, he's probably, out of all these tight ends on this list, he is probably the only one who can get you 40 50 points any given Sunday any give excuse me any given week he 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 has the high highest ceiling man he just got to be there to play the games man but of course I mean you can't go against him he is the number one tight end in life <laughs> really actually Hall of Famer and then, of course, they uh, got uh, Travis Kelsey here. It's no big surprise. Uh, honestly, I, uh, just to be uh, quite honest, last year I was like, I had planned that, okay, the year before last year, I felt like I wasn't able to maximize my season because I was lacking the TE uh, tight end, and then, you know before my drafts all year last year i was um planning i was you know doing my best i was strategizing planning and drafting travis kelsey in all my mock drafts so you know i had planned on getting travis kelsey in all my leagues. even had a couple of opportunities to trade for him but i never did did and i mean i ne- i didn't even draft him in any of my league but I had been drafting them in all my mock drafts, but I didn't get them. And um, <clears throat> I end up uh, passing on him. And I think, like, Zach Ertz was, like, he was probably, like, mid-tier last year. He was probably, like, number projected, like, number 15 tied in off the board or something like that, but... You know, and like uh, pretty much most of my leagues, I end up either getting Zach Ertz or waiting like till the later rounds to get a TE. And I got Charles Clay in one and that worked out. Um, the other one. Yeah, I mean, it worked out for the beginning of the season, and, but I had Hunter Henry, too, and he was giving me <laughs> shout out to Hunter Henry he is giving you big points of course so i mean got him off a of waiver wire that's why i'm talking about the te second now because i feel like aside from the quarterbacks te have more value than the quarterbacks actually but a little less value than the wide receivers and then of course the running back running back running backs they hold the most value in fantasy football that's why we'll be talking about them last uh in, you know last week of uh july excuse me but, uh, man, number three, Zach Ertz. That's why I was trying to bring it full circle. He's number three now, but I remember in, in most of my leagues, I got Zach Ertz in the eighth, ninth round, man. Like, <laughs> and he turned out being the number one TE of fantasy football 2017. Shout out to Zach Ertz. Everybody, give him a round of applause, everybody. Come on, this guy. This guy over here. <laughs> uh, shout out to Zacky Zachy taking me to the promised lands, man. Big target in the red zone. Man, he works in the middle of the field. High volume. I think with Travis Kelsey, I rank him above Zach Ertz. They probably get the same amount of volume. They probably get about 8 to 12 targets a game. But Travis Kelsey's cat yards after the catch is redonkulous. It's it's up there with Gronk. It's up there with Gronky Gronk. That's why he's second. And Zach Ertz, he's get the same volume, but I feel like they use um, Travis Kelsey more for like deep threats, like having him because uh, you know the the age of blocking tight ends don't exist anymore. They're all pretty much catching tight ends, receiving tight ends, <laughs> so. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I feel like was more like deep ball. I, I, I mean, they gave him like some red zone targets, but they was really feeding freaking uh, Kareem Hunt a lot last year. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. I see Sammy Watkins getting a lot of the deep, mid, short. So I'll never give up on Sammy Watkins. Uh, and then Zach Ertz. I mean, he's definitely there. He was. It was a lot of games where he had like two touchdowns two two excuse me two catches two touchdowns like he is a red zone threat he is their red zone threat and I that's why I have him third as well moving on because we got this pen and paper yay pen and paper um I have Jimmy Graham fourth even though I feel like maybe Delaney Walker has an edge here. Just because Delaney Walker to me, he was the Titans' number one receiver. He was in about the, maybe about the 7 to 10, 11 ish range in targets. But he was killing the deep balls. He had the yards after the, man, he was for the past few years, honestly. And then, you know, you lead your team in receiving. How awesome. I mean, Obviously, he'll get more targets as his I mean, but he is getting older as well. But I, I got Delaney Walker over a little edge of um, Jimmy Graham just because, you know, it's a new team. And Jimmy Graham, he is a red zone target, but uh, – and then, you know, it's just a sense of high volume there, fast offense, fast-paced offense. It's going to be a ton of opportunities for him. Uh, that's why I have him a little bit ahead of Delaney Walker because, and they have Delaney Walker number eight. I have him number five. And uh, they have Delaney Walker after Kyle Rudolph. I don't think you could put Kyle Rudolph in there just because, um, I mean, Kirk Cousins, great quarterback, but I just don't the the connections and they have Evan Ingram at number six and I'm like I definitely have Evan Ingram behind Delaney Walker like I have him behind Greg Olson Delaney Walker you know what they're going to do I have Evan Ingram behind Trey Burton because I feel like Trey Burton was the third option in Philly and every time he got the chance to play he was the first option so now that he is the first option he is going to be an elite option in my opinion. But hey, that's just my forecast. Uh, <laughs> you can listen to me or not. Obviously, you're listening to me now. So, you know, just take it into consideration, I guess. But I got Evan Ingram behind Trey Burton just because, you know, they didn't have Sterling Shepard for most of the season. They didn't have Odell Beckham for the most. of the. Season. He was their primary target. He was, the, he got 12, 15 targets a game. You think he's going to get 12 to 15 targets with Odell Beckham crying for 12 to 15 targets? No, sir, you are not. But is, could they go into a high volume thing and work them into some nice packages where he could maybe, you know, get a couple of uh, screens in the middle and freaking, I don't, you know, I possibly he could, but, and then Sterling and Sheppard coming back too, he's, he's, borderline real deal too so sterling shepherd to me is probably going to get about seven to ten targets a game where does that leave evan ingram i mean freaking i'm sure uh shaquan barkley if healthy healthy the whole year he's going to get four to six targets that's almost 30 targets right there i'm sure eli manning's not throwing the ball that much but i don't see evan ingram but i think like if Worst comes to worst, and injury bug hits again, which I hope not. Evan Ingram is in a better situation there than I think Kyle Rudolph is in uh, Minnesota. And then you got Greg Olson there. I got him after Jimmy. Greg Olson came off a pretty bad uh, knee injury last year, I believe. And, I mean, it took him a while to get back into the offense, but I feel like he he honestly has not had a problem being off the field. It was just last year. And, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's had any setbacks thus far. So, I mean, he's not injury prone. It's just probably the only injury he's had in his whole career. And I just – I like that. I like the the security blanket in that. Honestly, like with with uh, you know rookie rookie DJ Moore, which they say is looking pretty good out there. Uh, you know David Functions, uh Who else they got? I forget. Uh, I forgot the third uh, third wide receiver. Dang, I don't. Have, I'm not gonna pull it up because it's gonna take uh, some time. Out of uh, what we're talking about. But um, I just like the security in Greg Olsen. Um, and and I feel like within that, he will see a great amount of targets. And, I mean, he's, he's a pretty violent runner as well. So, I mean... Let's let's just hope he doesn't get hurt, but I like the security. I like the security in that more than Kyle Rudolph getting a new quarterback. Be honest with you. And then number one, one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tenth, I have Jordan Reed number ten. Let's see where they got Jordan Reed at. Okay, they got Jordan Reed number ten too. Man, I just I would say he's undraftable, but, I mean, the talent is there. The guy is, like, honestly, like Travis Kelsey. He, he's he got, like, Travis Kelsey upside, but the injury is freaking. Uh, and I want to see, see if I would have made a mistake and drafted an early TE last year, I would have got uh, Jordan Howard in, like, some of my leagues, but. I didn't want to reach that deep for a a tight end. I just wanted to wait. I wanted to get all the running backs and all the wide receivers to myself. So if anybody wanted to make a trade, we can make a trade (laughs) and then just have a tight end. You know, hope I just hit gold, which I did with Zach Ertz. Shout out to Zach Ertz. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, it worked out for me. So I am not a believer of the early tight ends. I'm sorry. I'm just looking down here. I'm looking at Aiden Hurst. I'm looking at OJ Mayo down here. I mean, J. <laughs> shout out to juice. OJ Howard, <laughs> uh, you know, Vince McDonald is the option. If, I mean, is that not is, <sighs> David Ajoku? I'm, I'm really big on David Ajoku, honestly, though. I'm really big on him. I saw him in a, uh, Little workout he did on YouTube, and man, the boy can catch the ball. The boy got the moves, and he's strong, and he's tall, and he's big, great hands, sacrifices his body. <sighs> I'm really big on him, honestly. Just, just because I think about also, uh, you know, and with the Bills, with uh, the relationship that Charles Clay and uh, Tyrod Taylor had because I mean I know it's different. I mean it's a different team, different everything, but I think like the productivity will be there. I I feel like those would be the number. Like him and Jarvis Landry, you could look to have about nine to twelve targets a game. I feel like David and and maybe like with David, maybe like eighty yards, and Jarvis Landry like a hundred yards average on average. But I feel like he's going to have a pretty high volume. I feel like Josh Gordon is going to have a lower targets, like maybe six to eight targets, but he's going to explode. He's going to (laughs) explode. So, man, I really am ready to see the Browns. Just to give you guys a super pro tip, I'm thinking about drafting the Browns defense. How do you like that for fantasy football? (laughs) How do you like that for fantasy football? But honestly, mm, well, okay. I don't have an episode on the defense. We're not going to do it. So I guess I could sprinkle this pro tip in here for you. I'm starting to see. Okay. So my, if you listen to the QB theory, which I'm telling you, if you haven't listened to it, you need to go back to listen to that because Then you will know what I'm talking about. So, with the QB theory, I believe in drafting the quarterback dead last, dead last freaking. If your draft has 16 rounds, you draft them in the 16th round. If it only has 10 rounds, you draft them in the 10th round. I mean, excuse me, in the 15th round, you draft them in the 15th round. Or if you can, if you could go throughout the draft, if you have 17 players, you go throughout the draft without drafting one, and you could pick one up. You pick one up off of waivers and play that quarterback. But I'm starting to see that, okay, quarterbacks in the last uh, round of the draft and whatever round is before that, whether it's 15th or 16th round for you or 14th round for some people, you get your T.E. before you get your quarterback. Now, the purpose of this is getting your kicker in the 16th or excuse me, in the 13th round. We, we OK, let's just say it's a 16. We're just going to set it 16 round draft. In round sixteen, you get your quarterback. Around fifteen, you get your tight end. And round fourteen, you get your defense. And round thirteen, you get your tight end. I mean, excuse me, your your kicker. Purpose for this being, the gap between tight ends is so wide. Like, and then, like I said, if are you not okay? And even down here, I got number fifteen. uh... Excuse me, uh, Jack Doyle, is that not a, if if Andrew Lux comes back, is that not a great option? I think that's a really good option. I think I'm willing to, even if two people, Let's let's look at this. Well, I don't know if everybody would take two. You still got Vernon Davis. I would definitely think about Vernon Davis, honestly. Hunter Henry's out, but Ben Watson, you got Ben Watson at 20. Is Ben Watson not <laughs> good enough to be on your team on N.O.? He's the number one option, I'm sure. And then you guys still got a ton of other rookies. Sorry, you got to give me a couple of times because I'm trying to jump back and forth here. I know, I know. I was unprepared. I'm You, you know this already. But uh, you know this about me. Oh, man. Team Death Sharks. Here we go. My bad. It's loading, loading. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. Lawrence, get your stuff together. I got it. Oh, which really brings me. I'm glad I waited today. Oh, man, because Ricky Sill Jones went to the prison. He locked up. He locked up, he locked up, y'all. He locked up, won't let him out, won't let him out. He locked up, won't let him out, no, won't let him, I'm locked up. That boy locked up. And I. he was really honestly like my super deep, like if push came to shove, I'm drafting the guy. But now he locked up for, I think, public intoxication or domestic violence or something like that. If it's domestic violence, you can forget about him. You can forget about him. But, okay, in the late rounds here, you got Austin Cooper. Hooper, excuse me. It Does he not have... Okay, he's more like TE3 with TE1 upside, though. But he, he doesn't get enough volume. And notice I have not mentioned uh, Tyler Eifert. Do not draft him, please. He's fool's gold, y'all. He's fool's gold. You might... (laughs) If you get Tyler Eifert, you might as well get (laughs) CJ Hoosomazoo. (laughs) Hoosomazoo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had, a, I had a small moment there. Or hell, Jake Butt from uh, Denver is he not? Is he not worth drafting? Is Luke Wilson from uh on the Detroit Lions? Is he not worth drafting? Steven Anderson from the, you know, as a Texans fan, he'd be in consideration. He had a couple of games where he balled out. Man, Fedora wishes couldn't stay healthy. I knew that that I knew that uh, concussion was going to be the wake up point. But you know, he got teams like well, they it's heard that they're going to bring in try to bring Antonio Gates back. For uh, the Chargers But now you got Virgil Green But you got even honestly Deep Sleeper Deep, 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 deep. I mean even Jared Cook I'd be down with picking Ed Dickerson Seahawks Yeah I'm down for that But uh Who's I gonna go to Ben Watson Oh Mike Glinski The rookie from Miami Man, if y'all didn't freaking listen to the episode where I analyzed the um the rookie prospects it's called rookie prospects <laughs> It's called rookie prospects Man, I was watching the highlights on this kid and the boy uh, he gets open in the middle of the field like nobody I've seen. Man. So I honestly, I would, if, 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 since I know he's going to be drafted in the last round, if I was playing, you know, close your eyes and point on a sheet of paper who you want and his name was floating on there, like, I would not be mad if my finger lifted up upon the paper and, down below it was Mike Glensky Under that finger Like I would be okay with that I would feel good So That's just me That is just me Me, me, me Well, ladies and gentlemen It is The end of this episode I know, I know, I know. You can listen to me talk on and on and on. But I feel like I didn't uh, finish explaining that uh, thing I was just explaining, which I am very subject to do a lot of times. But, okay, we, we go back to it. You get your quarterback 15, tied in 14, or excuse me, we said 16 round. Quarterback 16, tied in 15, defense, because if you grab it, if you grab the defense in the 13th, I say kicker in the 13th, uh, defense in the 14th, I say that because the kicker, people will probably be drafting their kickers and their defensive in the late rounds. But if you could go ahead and draft one then before the ball gets rolling on the defense, Like uh, let me go here to the Oracle's Ultimate Cheat Sheet Draft Kit up and available for everyone who, who who visits uh the website for fantasy purposes only. Everybody, give Josh Yates a hand of applause for doing such a great job. Come on, come on, give it to him, give it to him, give it to him. He working, man. We both on it, but okay. See, you got your kickers going pretty much. Lastly, defenses, of course, but if you get ahead of that bar, if you can settle for a, you know, quarterback, like I'm telling you, I'm telling you Tyrod Taylor is, he will be available in the last round. Probably, uh, Ms. Trubisky, Eli Manning, these Case Keenums, these are the names that are going to be at the bottom of the bucket. And I'm sure that we can contest if we got either one of them, we can make it happen. So I'm telling you right now, you try to go in like the 13th, 14th round, try to get a kicker before everybody else starts getting their kicker. You're looking at Justin Tucker. You're looking at Stephen, uh, uh, the kicker for New, excuse me, uh, New England. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at a Will Lux if you could get it in that round. If you if you grab a Will Lux or Mason Crosby or something like that, a Matt Prayer, Jake Elliott before everybody else gets them, then the defenses that are coming up. I mean, you still got Carolina. You still got Kansas City to choose from. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, are these not, you still got Baltimore to choose for. You got that range of defensive players. And then when you come down to the end uh, for the tight ends, you still got Vince McDonald here. Excuse me. You got OJ Howard. You got Steven Jenkins. You, are, are you not okay with those people? Jack Doyle. And then for the quarterbacks, you go way, way down. You go way down into the bottom of the barrel. We're down to the bottom of the barrel. Like I said, you got Case Keenum, man. You got Mitch Trubisky. You got Tyrod Taylor. You got possibly a Derek Carr. Are these, are these, do you, do you not want those? I mean, I would sacrifice getting those type of caliber players. For me, consistently getting people like mm, I'm sure a lot of people will sleep on Robert Woods. I'm definitely sure a lot of people think Ajayi is finna come into Philly and just run Philly, but I'm telling you, Corey Clement is gonna get the shine if he could just work on his ground game. it's on and popping, baby. And then you <laughs> look at Kieran Johnson. Oh, DJ Moore. I'm looking at DJ Moore a little closely. You know, Sammy Watkins is my boy. Will Fuller, eh, I'm not too big on Will Fuller. But with the, the Sean Watson factor, I think he had, what, like 15 catches for like eight touchdowns or something. Or like some crazy 13 catches, six touchdowns or something like that. Something crazy. Crazy number. then uh, you still got Mark Ingram you still could draft um Alvin Kamara in the first round <laughs> and just have the two headed monster. you could just put Mark Ingram in your flex and just be cool with him in your flex the man uh, we're gonna see the marriage. man let me tell you something man Court Sutton was at the fantasy football convention. I mean, he lanky, but man, this mofo is tall and he has the biggest calf muscles I've seen a skinny person ever have. The boy was tall and the calves were big and chunky and meaty. They were, they were, they were. It was crazy. I think Gordon Sutton's going (laughs) to... For that, for seeing his stature, I think Gordon Sutton's going to get some... He's going to get some volume. I think he's going to get like seven to nine attempts. I'm liking that. Oh, man, a Deontay Foreman. Ooh, Calvin Ridley's going to be good too, y'all. Oh, man, Calvin Ridley. Doug Martin. I think Mike Williams could be... I think... Let me give you a preview on who I think is gonna be steals in this draft. Hakeem uh Naheem Hines. He's gonna be a steal. Mike Williams is gonna be a steal. Pat Mahomes, whoever get Pat Mahomes is gonna be very satisfied. Uh, I think jo- oh yeah, Josh Doxson was there too. Josh Johnson like, man, Josh Doxon and freaking Kirk, uh, 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 Christian Kirk, they were, they look like some regular dudes though. I ain't gonna lie. They look like regular dudes. They were also at the expo. I didn't get as many uh, signings and pictures. They had like uh, Matthew Berry there. They had like uh, Lisa Loza there. They had a lot of stars there too. They had like Zeke there. He was signing an autograph. But man, let me tell you something, man. I know these I don't think they think they better than everybody else. I think it's like a real trust issue that maybe like the players have. Or maybe it might just be, you know you know uh issue maybe people feel like they have a little bit more money over people who don't have as much money you know it's a certain attitude that you you can't trust everybody so you don't trust everybody so you kind of have a bad attitude while you're around somebody's <laughs> around these people like i felt like that was like the case for all of them like they was i mean dang you got i'm sure you got paid to come here like dang at least wear a smile on your face because oh, Say what's up to the fans, Koster. man. Really, the only person who gave the most love, honestly, I saw was Melvin Gordon. Like, Melvin Gordon was walking around. I think he had like one homeboy with him, and I, it might have been a security with him, or some type of security with him. But he had like a hundred people freaking following him, but he was still like just cool. Like, it was cool. He was walking through, he was vibing, feeling the energy. Like, a lot of, I mean, quite a few of them did as well you know what i'm saying but i felt like with uh as far as uh not fame but uh mo- more recognizable you know m- more desired to see you know those those type not not really a superstar you know i don't think you know in dallas mike irvin was Pretty big deal. Everybody wanted to see like Irvin and Zeke. Oh man, it was like this long freaking line with Zeke for to see Zeke to see him to, to take a picture with him. It's like this long, like it had to be like a four hour wait. Like I don't even see how he was able to meet everybody. And see, that's that's the and you can only be in that line if you paid like if you got like the legends pass which was a lot and the vip's last was a lot but the legend pass was i don't think the legend pass was worth the price it was i don't think any of the prices were but definitely the legendary pass but uh you know you got all these people lining up to see zeke and zeke is probably only going to talk to him like you know Three, excuse me, not three or five minutes, like 30 seconds to a minute. He's got to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? But everybody wants to talk to him, wants to say something to him, wants to interact with him. wants, you know, dang, I waited for you. I paid my money for you. Like they want that. They want to interact with their favorite play. Like this, they probably would not have spent this much money for anybody else. And to think you only have like a 30 second to a minute window to shake his hand, get a picture maybe say a word of encouragement, you know, say some things. And then, you know, you, you got to keep it moving. We got other people behind. you, So, I mean, I think that kind of sucked. And, and, and on top of that, you're waiting three hours for a 30 second window. But I think like with that, like I can understand like the the stars from Zeke's standpoint, like, dang, like I mean, everybody like, uh, you know, I'm not going to remember you kind of thing. Like, I'm I'm doing this for the fans. I'm getting paid. At the same time, I'm endorsing my... I think he has a clothing line that he was endorsing as well, which was also bullish because... <laughs> He charged, like, I think it was, like, 40, 50 bucks to get, like, a shirt or something. And, of course, he wouldn't sign anything that wasn't, like, Cowboys related. And if you don't have anything Cowboys related, he wasn't signing this. So you had to buy the shirt for him to get an autograph. And it was just kind of – which, I mean – Honestly, I'm gonna learn how to work the game. Now I learned a lot over the weekend, so I'm gonna learn how to work the game. And I'm, that's what I was saying earlier. We have some giveaways for y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna try to work the system like that and be giving away stuff like that. But you know, not no, te- not no, excuse me, not no cowboy stuff. Definitely be Houston, Texas stuff since we're out here in Houston. But you know, maybe hopefully I can learn the game and try to get that stuff to y'all as soon as possible. But you gotta keep listening, and you gotta keep some part that you gotta keep doing yo bang oh man that was a good i was feeling good about that i was like i felt good about it i I waited a little like i waited last minute a little bit because uh i don't know that's just me man i just I, i need to at least have some type of something recorded But I just feel like it's just better when it's raw. You know, we don't even have no music yet. We just raw. We still raw. We still still in the growing stage, baby. You know what I'm saying? But you already know we're only going to get so much bigger. We're only going to get so much better. Um, I did a couple of interviews out there as well that hopefully I can unveil unto y'all pretty soon. Met some really cool people there. I was hanging with this one guy there and he laced me over so much game. My head is going to try to explode from holding all the information upon it. But I mean it was good. It was good what I learned and uh, made a couple of uh, relationships out there and hopefully we could get these guests going, man. Get these guests rolling on the podcast. That would be awesome. Just to give you guys a different perspective, uh, Miss Katie Flowers, uh, she's with uh Under the Helmet Podcast, and uh, I'm meeting her out there. Hopefully, she's going to help me out with the episode or two. I feel like we had a good thing going at the, the, the convention. We had a good thing going there, and we're just going to build upon that. But you already know this is for fantasy purposes only. I am the Oracle, your Oracle, the beard, the stash, fantasy football pro legend, Jedi Oracle master. This yeah. <laughs> is uh, one thing I also want to say before I leave that nicknames are always given. You can never give your nickname. You can never give yourself a nickname. So, okay, well, okay. Well, maybe I like kind of, but I had to prove myself too. I had to prove myself, but I think I've proved myself. It was this one guy I was chatting with on Fiverr. Oh, man, I'm going to tweet this. It was hilarious. So he hit me up on my Fiverr. He's like, hey, how good are you at fantasy football? I'm like, bro, did you not read my nice bio that – Josh Yates. Shout out to Josh Yates. Help me, right? Did did you not read any of that? That is on the first page of when you're looking for someone to offer you something, a service, or you're looking for a service, there is a bio on the first page when you click onto their page. And you clicked onto my page and it was a whole bio Telling you my accomplishments and everything I've done over the course of my fantasy football career, and you still have the nerve to come into my inbox and ask me how good I am at fantasy football. I know we just got off the nickname uh subject, but oh no, this ties in with it too. So you gonna go, you really gonna come in my and he I say, uh, I I respond to him, I say, he says, uh, uh, how good are you at fantasy football i say have you did you not read my uh you know my bio you know league wins uh first place wins you know second place wins third place wins out of all the teams i've had i probably can remember or well i only do remember one where i missed the playoffs completely so after after about 25 plus teams over the course of t- 4 to 5 years i As the Oracle has missed the playoffs one time. And then he says to me, can you prove it? (laughs) You know how you just put your hand on your chest and you like you offended and you just excuse me, sir. So, okay, of course, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't really want to do this. But since you just, you have, you think the name, the Oracle was just something I named myself and I didn't earn. That's why I brought it up. Thank you. Uh <laughs> Like I didn't earn that name. I am very offended and I should not have to show you anything right now, sir, but I will <laughs> on the premises of uh, getting your business. <laughs> but <laughs> I do not have to show you a thing, sir. You either believe in what I'm telling you or you just keep moving on. But I decided to show him. So I, I sent him the pictures of all the league wins and all the first place finishes and all the plaques and, you know, some of the money exchanges. <laughs> you know, man. I sent it all to him. I sent it to him. And which his reply. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me look. What? I sent him the pictures and I gave him the information, you know, 20 plus teams only missed the playoff once. I've made thousands of dollars and I want to help others get the satisfaction of winning as well. And I replied to him and, you know, the Oracle Jedi sense. We all are familiar with Yoda, I'm sure. So I replied to him, trust in the Oracle. You must And Rich, his reply then after seeing all this was, damn, you legit. I have to trust in the Oracle. Now, I'm going to make two points. One, nicknames are given. Not taken. You cannot give yourself a nickname. So when I tell you I am the Oracle, I did not give, well, okay, I gave myself the name, but I proved it. I proved it. (laughs) I proved it, though. I proved it. And so there are some who refer to me as the Oracle. Point number one nicknames are earned, not given. Point number two. Dang. I don't even know what point number two is. Alright, man. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening. Uh for fantasy purposes only. I am the beard. I am the stash. I am the Oracle Jedi Amasta.